say you love this country, you say you really care, but America is dying, I don't see no love nowhere, you say you love this country, and the freedoms that we share, but America is dying, I don't see no love nowhere, they say America is dying, they say America is dead, but there's a lot of people lying, and there's a lot left unsaid. But we got people in the streets Freezing while they sleep with no shoes on their feet And we got people in the sheets Cheating on their wives and they're speaking with deceit Let's go! And we got crooked politicians Crooked as a question mark destroying our traditions Yup! And we got people in positions Teaching all our kids that their gender's a decision No way! No way! We got a media that lies 24-7 fake news on your minds Socialism's on the rise Left-wing jobs crime Hey everyone! And welcome to Around the Campfire with Kate. This broadcast did a live interview with Craig Sawman Sawyer on April 15th of this year. The interview focused on who is the man, Craig Sawyer, and what motivates him. Craig is a Marine veteran, former Navy SEAL sniper, and combat instructor. Craig is the owner of Tactical Insider, which brings technical advice on weapons of combat to Hollywood films and actors. Craig is also the founder of V4CR, or Vets for Child Rescue. Tonight, my campfire welcomes once again, Craig Salman Sawyer. Welcome, Craig. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's actually an honor for us. First of all, can you explain, Craig, what Vets for Child Rescue is and what you've been doing lately, other than your personal life? Yeah, Vets for Child Rescue is a nonprofit organization, and I founded it out of practical necessity to rally the funding needed to make a documentary. And the reason the documentary was so needed is because child sex trafficking has reached an industrial scale in the United States, and it is kept a very, very close secret. And most of the American populace are still unwitting to the nature of this threat against all of our children. And, I, and it's heartbreaking to me uh, to, to learn how big uh, the, the problem is, but it's also angering and enraging. So I wanted to expose the problem. The best antiseptic for corruption is sunlight. And to, I think as children of God, we are to shine the light on darkness and destroy the deceit that causes so much harm. And child trafficking is a dark, rancid crime spree, and it needs to be exposed so that it can be corrected. And Contraland is the documentary that we spent three years filming. And so Veterans for Child Rescue is a nonprofit org that rallies the funding and support to film uh, documentaries like Contraland and others that we're already in the process of, of creating and filming. And so that's that's what Vets for Child Rescue is. It's a nonprofit org that funds and supports the mission uh, to eradicate, expose and eradicate child trafficking in the United States. And I'm sorry, say again? <laughs> sorry about that. Will there be a sequel to Contraland? Oh yeah, we were already, I, I just got off the phone yesterday with a a major producer that's producing the new documentary series for what is going on in our operations and filming our operations. And um, some of us got COVID and pneumonia in, in Southern Texas recently filming joint operations with federal and local law enforcement there. Helicopters overhead, up to 15 emergency and vehicles wow. involved at a time. We were chasing 30 people through the the woods and the, the rivers and streams and cars crashing through fences and uh, people scattering everywhere. It's it's mayhem down there on the southern border. It's it's chaos and it's by design. The American people are being lied to and um, oh, as many as two million people have come in illegally across the southern border of Texas and uh, um, <clears throat> since January. So. 
uh, we're being lied to about the stats and the level of invasion that we are sustaining and enduring. And many of these people are infected with COVID, but because it suits a political agenda of the radical far left, they are ignoring uh, the COVID and the threat and the foreign threat and the terrorist threat and the intelligence threats. And they're ushering all of these people in to change the voter demographic and to change the voter map to get the votes that they want to usher in the Marxism that they're after. It's a diabolical campaign. It's treasonous. It's seditious. It's straight from the pit of hell. But there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of cover-up. And that is um, true. the children is are true. caught in the middle of it down there. So there are a lot of people that are getting sick because of it. A lot of people that are their votes don't count because of it. A lot of people that whose uh, bank accounts are being drained because of it. There's the harm on a wide scale on multiple fronts. But um, suffice it to say, the southern border of, of Texas is an absolute disaster zone right now. And uh, multiple federal agencies come to find out working inside the agencies and dealing with the law enforcement um, down there. Um, there is a lot of cover up and there's a lot of active manipulation of the statistics to make it sound like the problem is not as bad as it is, even within the federal law enforcement agencies. It's shameful and we do have it to clean up, but that is a factual reality. That's what's happening. Um, uh, it's very upsetting to, to witness and to find out federal agencies would cook the books on the stats to make the stats sound lower and to sound like the problem's not as bad as it is. And the, the agents that are caught in it, that, that are having to do this, are conflicted about it. Some of them are committing suicide. They all signed up and, and agreed to serve and protect our, our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and, and domestic. And now they're being undermined by crooked politicians in D.C. and up and down their chain of command in some cases. And it's not what they signed on to do. They signed on to defend our border, to uh, fight crime and defend our people against it. And they're being undermined and set up to lose. And it's very upsetting for them. So uh, there's a lot of damage done being done to our law enforcement agents, as well as the citizens who are, are not being served and protected due to the corruption. It is difficult. What I'm finding where I am located right now, I am not home and have not been home since March. Um, and what I can say openly is there are, and I am not saying, so please do not send me emails, everybody. I am not saying that all churches do this, but what we have found is that there are certain types of churches that are behind and supporting human trafficking. And the statistics indicate that human trafficking is uh, like over a $65 billion a year industry worldwide. And the perpetrators range from, like you were saying, law enforcement, um, the drug dealer on the street, to alphabet soups, to the wealthy elite. If we cannot trust our pastors, if we cannot trust those who, and I'm not saying trust a drug dealer, but if we cannot trust law enforcement or any in the alphabet soups or wealthy people in the elite, such as in like in Washington, D.C., or our representatives, who do we trust? Well, that's one of the casualties of this type of corruption is, is the public trust is destroyed. That's taken generations to build. It's tragic. It's destructive. It's straight from the pit of hell. And Maybe you're not comfortable or in a position to talk about it, but I just came from down there and I can tell you without any reservation, it's Hispanic Catholic churches and NGOs who are facilitating illegal criminal uh, human trafficking uh, on our southern border. What I can't utilizing about. their churches as, as waypoints for illegal human trafficking. And what uh, I can talk about is yeah. it, this is not. The church that I have been involved in just in the last, well, five months is a countrywide church and it is a white church and they go to the Philippines and they take Filipino women, boys and girls, and they bring them across the border in Texas. And that's as much as I can say. And yeah. these pastors are involved. 
across the country. And it makes me, well, we're not going to tell you what I want to do because my, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> here's my thing coming back from, I don't know if it's my Southern Texas upbringing or my Christian family that I was raised in, but I love seeing justice done. And I love seeing bad guys brought to account for the harm that they've done. And it's just how I'm wired. When I see a movie and it, and it has a bad ending and the bad guys aren't brought to justice, I feel bad. Right. It's just how I am. You call me uh, whatever whatever that is, whether I'm an idealist or whatever, I'll own it. That's, that's how I think and feel. And I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm proud of it. Uh, but I, I see and I have a personal burden that feels very strong on me that there's a lack of enforcement. And I see through all of my life's experiences in federal law enforcement and dealing with all the different things that I have, that things have gotten so bad and the crooks are so emboldened and the crime sprees have grown, grown so large and pervasive because of a lack of enforcement and an increasing lack of enforcement. And it's just like little Johnny in the grocery store. If little Johnny is a terrorist and is and he's breaking pickle jars and he's just, you know, cursing and he's filth and foul and he's just a tor- terrible little young man and his mom's oblivious and letting him get away with anything he wants to do, he's going to grow up to be a, a terror, you know. And true. And That's our true. criminal system is the same way. We have to, and and places where the law is enforced very strictly and honorably and respectably, whoop, you see crime throttled back massively. And uh, we, we've got the predictably opposite result in the United States with, with the morally weak, the ethically weak, clawing for positions of power and authority that they abuse and they placate, they, they they cater to the corrupt to get their own good deals for their, you know, their drug addict son or whatever construction company or their brother-in-law owns or all the different ways that they make their billions of dollars. Uh, they will let the crooks get away with anything. And predictably, it just gets worse and worse and worse until nothing runs right. And we see these situations like you're describing where none of us can trust these once honored institutions. And the destruction and the tragedy is, is widespread, and it's all predictably bad. It's all very avoidable. Uh, the basic godly principles straight out of the Bible, if they were just followed, all of this could be avoided. But we've got lunatics that want to reinvent the wheel and think that they want to reimagine humanity and reimagine morality and and. Uh, you know, abandon all ethical standards, and some of us are sitting back, just normal people. Don't we don't think we're geniuses, but we we know better than this, and we're like, here it comes. This is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And how far does the does the pendulum have to be allowed to slink, to swing to the radical left of destruction and mayhem before the decent people shake it off and realize we've got to reassert ourselves? and roll up our sleeves and and get involved in the system and drive our country and our culture back to one that is healthy and sound and effective once again. Because right now what we see is absolute lunacy. What I would like to do, and um, I have some people working on it, is build a database that some people that people can go online and just find a phone number for help. Um, say a 12-year-old girl escapes from their traffickers. She has nowhere to turn. She does not know who to trust. But if she can find a phone number to a trusted individual, those phone numbers are needed, like A21, that's awareness for the 21st century. Um, um, Project Beautiful, Phoenix Federation International, um, you guys... um, Vets for Child Rescue. Do you have a phone number that if, say, I was 13 years old and I escaped from Johnny Bad Guy, that I could get some help? We, we do. We have information right on our website. 
uh, for for people to reach to. But everything can be simplified. I like the nine one one model because it's so simple. It, it it's responsive responsive to your geographical location. And when you're a young child on the run, simpler is better. You know, now we've started to see um, bumper stickers essentially inside of stalls in airport restaurants or restrooms. I mean, at a lower child-like level where children can see, hey, are you in trouble? Do you need help? And phone numbers on there. So if they have a little phone, they can call or you know i like to see the the messages change saying hey please go to a law enforcement and go to a policeman or a woman and ask directly for help and uh you know um, you know simpler is better as long as the system is effective for the little ones correct so there's just so much that's needed so what is you your know, website website for those of us in vets. the cheap seats yes ma'am vets four these the number four childrescue.org that's for childrescue.org and we've got all kinds of tools and connections on there to empower people with knowledge on how all the the problem works how the predators stalk the children on their smartphones and how the children don't know that they're talking to an adult the child thinks they're talking to another child playing a game or some sort of TikTok app or something like that. And really on the other side, a lot of times it's a full grown predatory adult uh, manipulating your child psychologically into giving them still images or video that it's inappropriate of your child revealing video, or uh, it may be geolocating your child or uh, surreptitiously gaining video or facial recognition of your child that it, it blips on the map for geolocation so the predator can find out exactly where your child is. What can we as parents do? <clears throat> Man, well, let the children know that not to steal their joy and to take away their childhood happiness, but just enough to let them know, hey, there are people out there that are not good people. They may want to harm you. Don't allow yourself to be suckered by them and here are some of the tactics that they use here are some of the apps that the predators use against you children and so here's how here are some of the ways that you could keep yourself safe from it and for crying out loud child no matter what mistake you make or what mistake you think you've made come to mommy and daddy immediately no matter what it is that you think you've done it's always better we will love you, we will protect you, and safeguard you from whatever you've been exposed to. Come to us immediately as soon as you learn something's wrong. Because a lot of times the predators like to scare the children and say, oh, you've already gone too far, you've done something bad, and you can't go to your mommy and daddy now, which is a lie. Yes, do not believe that. Mommy and daddy will always love you. Always. So those are some things that we can do we can hound our elected officials and demand stronger enforcement against child predators and against child trafficking. Uh, and instead of teaching children how to be good little victims of sexual abuse and child rape, we need to teach them how to be impossible to victimize. So we don't need to be teaching them worse and worse perversions at an earlier, earlier age down to kindergarten now that they're trying to teach them all manner of perversion what we need to be doing is teaching them how to avoid the things that they don't have any business dealing with until they're in an older age and and can visit some of those perversions and learn how those fit into society whether good bad or indifferent and put things in their proper perspective that they can't do when they're a small little child in elementary school. So we have a very sick element of our society with a lot of money, a lot of political horsepower, um, abusing every leverage they have to try to force these perversions on the children to indoctrinate them, to cause them to be predisposed to be good little sexual victims of the, the perverts and the predators. And we must 
protect them from it. They deserve our protection from that. Yes, they do. Um, I like in our society now, and this may sound harsh, but this is where my head is. I like in our society now, especially in the United States, to Sodom and Gomorrah. Only, sadly, I think it's worse. And I look at it like there are more lots than there was in biblical times. There was only one lot. So there was only one person who actually would fight back or could fight back or prayed. At least in the United States, we have more than one lot. Um, and I hope it continues. I, I hope we we can get the word out and not only what you do and what we do and what some other people do is fight back, but to inform others. So, you know, uh, education is so important in human trafficking. And what, what you said in the beginning, a lot of people, they do not know what is actually going on within our own borders. Of course and they don't. Been lied to so I do extensively. Not, I, I do not know if they're if they are burying their heads in the sand because they do not want to know and they do not want to hear it, and so therefore they want to believe the statistics, or if they believe the statistics but they really do not want to do anything about it. It's both. Uh, from my personal observation, living it and talking to uh, countless people and speaking to churches and going all over the country for four years, I've seen that people lack the moral courage to face the evil that is destroying our children on the whole we've been we the church has been neutered and yes, rendered uh, rendered pointless on the sidelines in the fight for moral decency in this in this country and Sadly, if there is a pastor behind the pulpit who is preaching the truth and he's not he's not screaming fire and brimstone, but he's preaching the truth on what has actually happened. He gets vilified, and his church gets set, gets shut down. Or his board, his liberal board, who subscribe to all manner of sexual perversion and immorality now yeah. because they don't believe that the that the Bible is absolute and God's word is timeless, and they want to swing with the the whims of a corrupt society because the. The United States is run by a bunch of reprobates right now, and 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 not back to pastor, but for speaking the word of God and holding a straight line on on God's word that that's always been it's timeless. So these board members are more worried about their nonprofit status with the IRS than they are the pastor speaking the very word of God. So shame on those liberal board members who are undermining. God's word and undermining their own pastors. From well, let me say the this. Word of God the way that he or she should right now, because there's a lot of that. And that's why that's a big reason a lot of our churches have been neutered and rendered pointless and powerless on the sidelines uh, as our nation goes down the toilet. So our, our, our church needs to get a hold of their liberal board members and uh, start uh, making some changes, I believe, and recovery. And I moral agree. Courage. I agree. Let me say this to all of you board members who are either listening or have a family member listening. Um, God is not mocked. So if you're going to sit behind your little chair in your little boardroom, hiding behind the Bible to do what you want to do, you need to go back into the scriptures because God is not happy with that people look up to you as a leader and if you take that leadership and you throw it down the toilet and you are hiding behind the bible in your leadership and you hurt a child christ said suffer the little children to come unto me ouch god yeah. is not mocked Amen. you you will reap what you sow. Yeah. I mean, um, some people are shocked by Pastor Greg Locke. I consider him a good friend. And oh, my gosh. I really I appreciate him. him. And he's, he's speaking the truth. But, you know, in a time 
when the country has grown so soft and so perverted, speaking of plain truth, sounds shocking and, and upsetting for people. Um, I don't see Pastor Greg Locke apologizing for speaking the truth, nor should he, in my opinion. Exactly. I, I believe that we need tens of thousands more pastors following his lead and daring to speak the truth. You know, you don't have to scream the truth. You don't have to grab someone by the collar and yell in their face. The truth is strong enough and it's powerful enough by itself. My God, look what they did to Jesus Christ for speaking the truth. Exactly. They crucified him for it. Look what they did when he, he was speaking to the Pharisees. He's talking to them about they weren't hearing from God because they weren't following God. They were not of God. And, and they wanted to stone him for saying that they didn't have to die because what he was saying was foreign to them. They weren't tuned in. So when you are tuned into the word of God, when you speak the truth, it resonates. It's very powerful. And if it's upsetting to you, you need to check yourself. You need to dig in the word um, if the word of God's upsetting you right now, folks, because, uh, again, uh, the church is desperately needed. Our pastors and our leaders are desperately needed. Yet on the sidelines, so many of them remain where they are having no positive effect. So I would encourage them to look in the mirror and find their moral courage and uh, look at look at the fight of, of all those that surrounded Jesus Christ and the apostles and, and what happened to them and look at what happened to Jesus himself and realize nobody said this is gonna be easy. Nobody's just gonna, you know, not everyone's gonna applaud you for, for speaking the truth. Sometimes in a, in a, in a time of, of universal deceit, speaking the truth is very upsetting and disruptive, but it's what's needed most. So uh, we need that, and we need for people to call out this perversion. There can be no normalization of child rape, and the child rape industry that has reached 38 to $50 billion a year. You know, down in the, in the border regions now, it's already happened where they're saying we're not seeing a lot of narcotics anymore. It's it's trafficking, uh, child trafficking, and even adult human trafficking has uh, far surpassed narcotics in annual revenue. Well, sadly, it's because activity now. they can sell drugs one time. They can sell a child multiple times. Yeah. And that's, it's sickening. What if that was your child? Yeah. What if that was my child? And what if it was you? You know, I, I pray to God it was that, me that at one God time. would give a vision or a, or a dream to some of these utter, demonic, pathetic scumbags and flash into their minds the visual that it's them in that, in that dog kennel or in that cage or chained or tied to a bedpost or whatever harm all of these different children are experiencing, I pray to God that he shows them that they feel and sense what it's like to be that child who's the monster's going to come yet again. And then now is another monster. Someone else is selling them to another monster so that they can comprehend their callous hearts and the scales over their eyes could be ripped apart and they could see and feel what those precious little children are being exposed to and what they're feeling countless times a day all over the United States and all over the world so that this demonic trance can be broken and this callousness and this uncaringness against this, this abuse so that people's hearts can be softened to the children once again and just be decent human beings and, and set about take caring for our offspring as any species should do i mean just scientifically you cannot survive if you can't even defend your own offspring so <clears throat> i do pray for a revelation I, I pray for people's hearts to be ripped open and that they be exposed to the harm that they're bringing and that they get it and uh in, in no subtle way i pray that it's ugly and that it's like uh it's shocking and it's life shattering for them 
so that they knock it off and not only stop, but turn around and use the rest of their lives as a witness against what not to do. Against I agree the harm with you that and done with that. And witnesses as to what never to allow to happen to any of God's precious children. I agree with you in prayer with that. And on that same note, there are people out there that exploit child trafficking. And I'm not just talking about taking a child and selling a child, but this is something that got us, you and I, um, to talking was this Pentagon Pedophile Task Force stuff. What is the pedophile, the Pentagon Pedophile Task Force, Craig? It's a fantasy and a sick uh, pedophile's mind. Uh, the sick pedophile's name is Timothy Charles Holmseth. He's a very deranged, convicted felon. And he makes his living getting people to click on videos where he makes wild, fantastical accusations against the Reverend Billy Graham and against all kinds of innocent people uh, just for shock effect so that people will click on his videos. So Timothy Charles Holmseth is a very sick, twisted, criminal individual, and he's on the run from multiple law enforcement agencies and, and multiple... He is still he's still receiving donations oh yeah yeah that's that's how these people live i wouldn't be surprised if george soros or some of those people are funding him oh good lord um but he's the worst of the worst and uh he, he just makes his living trying to stop those of us who factually arrest and convict child predators like him so yeah i guess he's afraid that we'll catch him or his accomplice, uh, Miss Randy Erickson out of Minnesota, who also a uh, psychopathic um, a problem. Uh, they're, they're fugitives from law enforcement. That's how they live their lives now. Homeless, jobless, um, unemployed um, reprobates, just trying to uh, inflict as much damage on innocent people as they can in the ways that are most shocking so that people will click on their videos and they can buy food but uh, law enforcement will catch up with these people so um, one of their friends Daniel John Lee out of Juneau Alaska is a false prophet he's claimed to be a prophet of Yah and uh, we just beat him Uh in a court of law for 4.65 million dollars for defamation with malice out of Ohio so Daniel John Lee is guilty uh, he ran, he, he yelled into his phone, and you can go to uh, Doug Hagman's uh, radio show or television show, The Hagman Report, and see the archives, the videos. Uh, we've got them all archived as well. Daniel John Lee, psychopath that he is, screaming into his phone, uh, begging to be sued. Well, we sued him exactly the way he requested, and instead of putting up any sort of evidence, he ran and he hid, and uh, and he lost. Predictably Good. so. It was pathetic. It was a bloodbath. He had no defense because everything he said was just made up fantasy uh, from people like Holmes, Seth, and uh, and that same clown show of reprobates. So um, those people <clears throat> are damaging to the real cause. If you if you care about children and you want real child predators to be arrested. Uh, you don't want these type of people clouding the issue with fake stories uh, against the innocent. You want law enforcement to have the real facts and to make the real arrests, the real investigations, and real convictions um, so that we can put more and more predators in prison where they can rape no more. Because these child predators don't tend to stop. It's a serial type of predation. Uh, where they rape as many as 70 children. The average number is 70 children per lifetime that a child predator rapes. So they want to get access to trusted positions like a scout leader, Sunday school teacher, a school teacher, things like that, where they can have unsupervised access to children, pardon me, which they abuse. 
and they utilize those positions to rape the children again and again and again. And some of them get caught the first time, some of them never get caught, and it's hundreds of children whose lives they shatter and destroy, but the average is said to be 70 children each. So everyone that we arrest and take off the, the game board, so to speak, to rape no more is important for an arm-long list of children. So we want as many children to be saved from that as possible. That's why we're arresting and convicting as many child predators as we can. And these sickos like Homeset are just out there trying to stop us. And so they're straight from the pit of hell. We pray against them. We're working with law enforcement and investigations and building massive case files against them. And we will have them arrested and put away where they can, uh, where they can't bring any more damage against our organizations, our families, and our operations. About eight or so months ago, on my show, my whole show was dedicated to your movie Contraland, and I received so many texts about it. So I will probably um, get. Angel to reshow it because I'm sure that now at the time I only had like 1500 viewers and now I'm up to like a half a million. So I'm sure that people worldwide have not seen Conjureland. So with that being said, tell us about Conjureland. Yes, ma'am. So I wanted everybody to understand what was going on, whether that be good, bad or indifferent, because we can't defend ourselves and our children from a threat that we don't know about. So we, we founded Vets for Child Rescue, we started rallying the funds, and we started filming the documentary. And we brought in experts like Dr. Judith Reisman from the Reisman Institute at Liberty University, who spent over 50 years investigating and exposing science fraud, Alfred Kinsey, who was a sadomasochistic pedophile whose own genitals are mutilated according to what he preferred sexually. Very sick man. Oh, wow. And he falsified his studies to show that any manner of convulsions or, or passing out or, or screaming or terrors or any, any of these horrible reactions that a child would have for rape, Kinsey marked down as orgasm. Oh, that's sick. Because in his sick mind, that's what he wanted it to be. And that's what he and all his wealthy people behind the Kinsey Institute and all these radical leftists are about. They're about normalizing child rape and lying to everyone and telling us that it's somehow normal and good so that we'll allow this industrial scale abuse of children. Of course, we never will. And, uh, and not even close, but boy, they're trying and they're spending billions of dollars uh, trying to force it upon us. And the Kinsey Institute is still well-founded and uh, funded uh, with uh, multi-million dollar grants and donations. And uh, a lot of your our children, when they go through college now, they're taught that Alfred Kinsey is the father of the sexual revolution. They're not told that he's a sadomasochistic pedophile that paid uh, prisoners and uh, murderers to rape children in his falsified studies. So there's a lot of deceit. We need to go back and eradicate the Kinsey Institute and the, 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 the demon Alfred Kinsey and, and purge that false science and that science fraud from our institutions and replace that with honest, real science. And uh, so we brought in... Um, People like Dr. Judith Reisman, champion for children, just an, a hero of mine. She's passed away recently. And uh, another tragedy that I won't go into uh, behind another fraud against our country. And she was perfectly healthy and now she's, she's passed away. And uh, we brought in experts like Bob Hamer, another hero of mine. Bob was in the FBI. They sent him undercover inside of the North American Man-Boy Love Association, pedophile group, child rapists, what was boy that called? rapers, uh, NAMBLA, North American Man-Boy Love Association, a bunch of sick 
pedophile child rapists. And they're allowed to have lobbyists and lobby our, our politicians for better opportunities for them to rape children and access to children to normalize raping the boys. They're allowed to exist legally. That's disgusting. So the FBI asked Bob Hamer to go inside of that sicko organization and uh, undercover, which he did an investigation. He got eight convictions on their senior members. So yes. God bless Bob Hamer for being a champion for children and an American hero. He didn't want to do it. He had to pretend to be one of them to break yeah. inside of their ranks and investigate them. I can only imagine what that must have taken. And for how a that Christian heterosexual him. family man and father and Marine and FBI agent honored to go and have to pre pretend to be a sick pervert for a matter of months or years. And you know that it still affects him. Oh, yes, it does. And listen, he had nobody to, it wasn't like he could go to the locker room and, and let off steam to his colleagues and say, ah, you wouldn't believe the sick things I had to say today to fit into my role undercover to save children because none of them wanted to hear it. I don't blame them for not wanting to hear it, but the tragedy remains. Bob had no outlet. Jeez. That's another reason why I revere him so highly and appreciate wow. his contribution because he had nobody. He was all by himself. The sacrifice he made. It was a huge sacrifice. Wow. God bless Bob Absolutely. Hamer for all his days. There's, there's a special place in heaven for him. There is. That's a national hero, folks. And what do we see on the, on the radical left? Defund, demoralize, destabilize our heroes. Shame you know, on all of them. For not it. every officer that has a badge is bad. It, it's just a small percentage, and that small percentage of the bad ones make the good ones look bad. If we it's, allow them to, yeah. But again, it's the ra radical left with the microphones. You're on a good point here. This is important. This is a great discussion. They're trying to paint with a swath that everybody's the same. So one bad cop means law enforcement in its, in its entirety are all racist murderers. It's not true. No, it's not true. It's never been true, and it never will be true. And shame on those who are perpetuating that That painting with a broad brush. You know, some people want to make everything about racism. And they want to say that, oh, you can't, um, you can't judge someone by how they look or the actions of someone else. That's true. Yet, what is it that they're doing? They're trying to paint everybody in law enforcement with a broad brush. That's wrong. It's just as wrong anywhere you do it. We have to be smart enough, and we are, to see through this facade, this ridiculous psychological game that they're playing on us with ideological subversion, painting all of law enforcement with a broad brush and, and telling us that they're all psychopathic murderers. When it's not true, there are sisters, there are brothers, there are uncles, there are fathers out there on duty. And yes, there are some bad cops, and we need to isolate them and deal with them individually, but honor the institutions uh, on the whole. Absolutely. And, uh, that's Absolutely. what a healthy society does. So we need to recognize who the real destroyers are of everything we care about. They're the ones with the microphones on the radical left that are telling you that all of your trusted institutions are ho horrible people, that Everything good is bad. Everything bad is good. It's the liars. The beware of the deceivers. It's the deceivers that have made themselves our enemies. And we Do your research, people. Do your research. Do not believe just because, oh, my gosh, I trust this person. Still do your research. Because that is how you're going to learn. If you do not trust your local law enforcement Go to your local law enforcement and talk to them and tell them why you do not trust them. Tell them that you they need to earn your trust. 
I can guarantee you there's going to be some that's going to step forward and say, you know what, you can trust me. Do your research, go out there, shake some hands. The men in blue, the men who have a badge, the men and women out there, they put their lives on the line. I was in law enforcement when I was in the military. I know what it's like to be ostracized as a woman, female, law enforcement officer, MP, as two days before I arrived on post at Fort Leonard Wood, and this is all, anybody can research this and look it up. There was an MP who had taken little girls for several months and killed them right off post outside of a, the South Gate. He was captured two days before I arrived. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest person in the whole world, but when I arrived, every MP was ostracized because of that one person. We were not trusted because of that one person. Just because one cop does something bad does not mean every cop is bad. Yeah, and it never has. The same thing with a bad pastor or anyone else. We, we are always to judge people by their actions. Actions speak louder than words, and we need to judge people by the way that they live their lives and the behavior and the decisions that they make. If we'll do that, man, things will be so much better. Actions we will can't allow someone to true. tell us that uh, you know, you're evil or that I'm evil or someone else is evil. We have to judge them by their lifetime of behavior and decisions and actions that they choose to take. And uh, if we do that, man, so many of these naysayers, these, these, um, these rancid radical lefties with their microphones would have a lot less power and a lot less damage that they'd be able to cause. Actions will always prove what is true. Just flat out. We're going to go back to the first interview where I asked you, who is Craig Sawyer? Not the military warrior, but who is the man? Well, man, I, you know, I like to say we're a walking sum total of our life's experiences. And it'd uh, be a long book to say who is Craig Sawyer, but I'm many things. And it seems like when people try to identify, nail me down as one thing, I try to prove to them I'm, I'm different than just that. I'm more complex than just one aspect. So, I've, uh, yeah, I've been a warrior. That's been a lot of my lifetime in the Marine Corps and SEAL team, but I've been in law enforcement. So I, I'm big on justice. I, I think that, that when bad people are held to account and made examples of and punished for the damage that they've done and made to pay for the damage, then the rest of society is made better for it. There's an example there and there's a deterrence there. So that's a big part of me. I was raised by a loving Christian family and that, you know, family is everything to me and uh, my faith in Jesus Christ and why I believe I'm here and why I take the actions I do every day. And my mission, where it comes from, is a big part of what makes me tick and the praise that I spend my day giving. And so, um, you know, and also, uh, you know, part of that warrior means don't don't come up and rap me on the beat because I'm going to throttle you. And a lot of people don't understand that. that you, you come punch a fighter in the face and the fighter's going to flatten you. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of, you know, who I am as, as well. Some people don't understand why I'm not just this furry little pet that, you know, people could come up and bop in the face and, and, and then pet me afterward and have it be okay. No, you're probably not going to be standing there if you come up and, uh, and abuse me or abuse my family or abuse an innocent person in my presence. So I think all of those things are righteous things that are part of who I am. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I grew up winning art competitions and painting and sketching. And um, I, I'm a sportsman. I love dirt bikes and 
racing and I, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love going fast and climbing high and, and living large and I love water sports and I love travel and I love cuisine and um, <clears throat> I used to be a ravenous consumer of books and just massive data and and nonfiction uh, history and, and science just consumer in recent years, I don't read anymore because I'm my work schedule is so um, so overloaded, and I think that's in a way. Although I'm fulfilled as far as carrying out my life's mission, I feel a, a loss there, and I want to one day get back to a sane, what I would refer to, to as a humane schedule, where I'd have time to read again for myself a little bit each day, and. Uh, so there's a lot to me. There's a lot to me that, uh, you know, again, a musician, music is a huge thing for me. Uh, my father could sing and play any instrument you put in front of him. Uh, my mom could play keyboards and strings, and my sister was much more like my dad. She could play pretty much anything, and uh, a lot of her her um, offspring are all that way. And it's, it's just... Um, Music's a big part of what makes me tick. So the praise and worship music is a big part of me. So, you know, I love entertainment. I love stories and music and film. And and uh, a great movie is really, really, I get really lost and detached in a movie and just exploring in the story. I kind of lose myself. I like that, that um, man, that moment of escape you know for an hour or two in a great film and uh so that's the kind of thing you know and i love being a part of the solution you know don't show me a problem because i'm going to set about try to fix it if i can and so all of those things and the animal lover i have a deep love for animals especially elephants and dogs seem to be the ones i connect to the most um, although horses are very compelling and so many others. So, you know, a lot of those things, man. Uh, you know, I love shooting and always have and uh, t training people to defend themselves and empower them in that way. And uh, training law enforcement and military and snipers and fighters. And all of that's really, really a big part of who I am. So, man, you know, kind of a complex dude of love and uh, empowerment, personal empowerment, really. Combination of, of that is, I would say, what, what makes Craig Sawyer what I am. That's awesome. That is awesome. The Craig Sawyer that I have seen is the Craig Sawyer who gets on Facebook and he is singing praise and worship and he has tears in his eyes. That's the Craig that I've seen. Um, the, the Craig that gets on Facebook and he posts a video and says, I just got out of the hospital. I'm still not doing well, but praise God, I'm alive. That is huge. That ministers to so many people. You probably do not even realize how many people that ministers to because other people share that. And they say, hey, look, if Craig Sawyer can do it, this is the warrior. This is the man who helps save children. If he can do it and he can praise God, there's got to be something to it. Who is this God that he serves? Yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to do that. I, not in a way to humiliate or embarrass myself, but I'm not, no, not ashamed of my love. Uh, my creator, nor should any of us be. Absolutely. The, the, the most fierce and baddest, most capable warriors that have ever walked the face of planet Earth. I mean, the greatest warrior uh, who's ever walked the face of the planet Earth is King David. Yes. And he was a man after God's own heart. And I'm here to tell you, as a surviving warrior, you cannot walk on a field of battle where people are dying by every means. I mean, back in King David's day, spears and arrows flying in all directions. The Bible says Saul killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. You're not going to survive that without being tuned into your creator. And I would imagine 
speaking to God out loud as, as you're slaying your enemies and, and driving the spear and the sword into them. I, I just can't understand how through simple physics and, and mathematics anybody could survive the sheer onslaught without being tuned in to his creator. And again, the God, the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. And he was a musician and a shepherd boy. And, and he loved his family. And I think those things are what make us human. And that's part of our experience. And I think the most beautiful and powerful things I've ever felt are times when I feel closest to my creator. And those are times of praise. And, no, absolutely. And God inhabits and worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. And I, I feel like to whatever degree, when I can share genuine moments that are bits of that, that maybe it'll encourage someone else and it'll resonate with them. They'll understand why. I shared that because so many people are like, well, that's an intimate moment. I'm not going to share that. And I thought, well, in some cases, I feel like I, I should because who knows who God can reach and Absolutely. touch. Absolutely. Just, just that one person. Just yeah. that one person. If each yeah. one reach one. Yeah. Just that one person. And if that one person can reach out and touch another person because you reached out and touched them. You do not know how many seeds that you plant, Craig. And, and you don't you know, know there's so many not, people out there that are watching you that you do not know who are watching you. And those same people, okay. I know that I, I can say this on the air. And this is a shout out to veteran Jeff Mays. He's a Vietnam veteran who um, has had a very, very rough time. PTSD is so bad. Um, he is, he, I'm not going to tell you the things that this man has thought of doing. You have inspired him through the first interview. If you didn't reach anybody else, you touched him. This is why I want you on my show. Yes, human trafficking is a passion of mine to stop it. But in my opinion, the most important thing is saving the souls. And you reached him when nobody else could. That is humongous. Well, it's humbling to contemplate what God can do. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, we just need to be obedient. I think that's, you know, the thing for me is, okay, you're, you're a man, Craig. You're not without your pride. Obviously, you don't want to be uh, um, embarrassed, you know, on, on social media or something like that. But is your love for God greater? Is your determination to be obedient greater, ultimately? And there comes a point when you don't care anymore. I don't care who thinks what. I mean, I, I'm, I'm bending over backwards, breaking my spine, trying to eradicate child trafficking. And I've got these evil lunatics Say I'm the, the most horrible person on earth for it, right? So, okay. Uh, at some point, you got to realize you're not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to impress everybody. A lot of people, uh, bless their hearts, just alcoholics sitting on their home, hating every, uh, on their sofa at home, hating everybody for doing anything that they're not doing. And so, uh, when you make an assessment of uh, everything in front of you, you realize you've got personal decisions to make. And I grew up with a father that was so dedicated to his walk with Jesus Christ that he didn't seem distracted by all the crazy stuff that most men are distracted by. He seemed so uniquely focused and dedicated that I didn't understand it so much in my younger years. But in my older years, I, I'm more inspired by it. I want more of it. Absolutely. I, 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 I imitate him more. I, I, I follow after him more. And, uh, and if only we would have listened when we were younger. 
That's where yeah. I sit. Yeah, Only you know, the wisdom. You know, our, our brains develop with experience and, and so forth. And I didn't understand everything I do now. No, nobody ever does. But, uh, you know, I, I want I want to when I see my dad again, I want him to be proud. Well, I had asked you earlier, who was Craig Sawyer? And the Craig Sawyer that I have witnessed in the last, what, two years? When I started following you, I think it's been two years, maybe three. Time flies when you're having fun. The Craig Sawyer that I've seen and I've witnessed is the Craig Sawyer David. The one who is not afraid to pick up the three stones and kill the Goliath. That's the Craig Sawyer that I have witnessed. And I do not even know you personally. But if I've seen that through your website or I've seen that through Facebook or I've seen that through the voices of other people who do know you, that is huge. To me, that is huge. If that doesn't mean anything else to anybody else but between me and God, who I see in Craig Sawyer, is the David that God is raising up with those three stones. You're Goliath, our Goliath, but you're the David in the Goliath here in these borders. The Goliath is human trafficking. Yeah. Well, and I tell you what, the, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. This is your show. <clears throat> I, I've never been one to be motivated by fear, but when your faith is stronger year after year in your creator and you, you see evidence that God is God and you start realizing the Bible is literal and he, God is in control, and he is that powerful, and then you, there's really not anything for you to be afraid of, because for everything, there is a reason, a purpose, a plan. And once you realize that, there's no reason to be afraid. And so as I've grown stronger over the years, I was always a hard and tough, rough little boy, uh, fighter, scrappy dude, um, but but it's been in my spiritual growth in the last few years, especially the last four years since I founded Vetsburg Child Rescue, that I've just sought God so much more, so much differently, and and the the concerns of what people think have begun to fade. And grow very quiet and dim. And uh, you know, I asked people, friends of mine, I say, "Have you ever had a time when you wanted, you secretly wished you could time travel, and see another time of major historical significance, even biblical historic significance, something that changed the the direction that planet Earth went, something cataclysmic? Do you just?" Once sometimes wonder that if you could go back and see something like that and people are like, yeah, yeah, I want to see this. I would have seen that. And we all have our own ideas of what we would witness when we could time travel. And I tell them we're living in such a time right now. There is a clash between good and evil of biblical historic significance and the control is over the United States, because as goes the United States, so goes the world. And this fight over control of the United States is is between the forces of good and evil. It is absolutely a spiritual clash. It is gargantuan. And we see uh, the clear sides now, and we have an opportunity. As children of God, as warriors of his We have not only the responsibility, but the opportunity to intervene and shine the light. You know, people say, but God cannot use me. You know, God uses anybody who is willing. 
And it does not matter what anybody else thinks or says about you. The only thing that matters is what does God think about you? What will God say to you when you go to those pearly gates on Judgment Day? What, 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 that, that's all that matters. I do not care what he's, people say about me. I really yeah. don't care. He's commanded uh, us to shine the light on the darkness and, ex and expose the deceit. So as a child of God, that, that is commanded unto us. So that's so, who you are. That's so that's one of our duties. Let's work and together and expose and turn that light on. Yes, ma'am. Because with, with God's light, it never dims. It will never dim. There's I no hate, better antiseptic for corruption than sunlight. And I would I say hate, sunlight is in the Son of God. Like anything to have to close this interview out because I know that this interview is going to touch so many people. Um, but... We've gone over our time, and and Angel has been really good about not not complaining about it. So, okay, everyone, this ends the broadcast for me tonight. I want to thank my special guest, Craig Salman Sawyer, for sharing my campfire and talking to us about human trafficking, about the love of God, and about what we can do to pick up our stones as a David to slay that Goliath. Uh, Craig, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes, ma'am. Uh, you can go to vetsforchildrescue.org. It's our website. Contralandmovie.com is linked there. Um, and if you go to um, my public figure Facebook page, Craig Sawman Sawyer, and the title, you'll see a, li a, a link tree link, and you can see all my social media and all of our orgs social media there that's for child rescue has social media pages on just about every platform out there and if you cannot find him just google search him just google search craig sawman sawyer and he will pop up okay everyone thank you for watching and tuning in i hope you enjoy shows like this i'd love to have craig come back on because human trafficking is you cannot talk too much about human trafficking to get the word out. So remember everyone to train hard and train smart to survive, thrive, and stay alive. And this is Kate signing the off until next time. The only person able to beat Donald Trump hadn't even been born.